Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Music Podcast. Neil and Dave with you here. Yeah. How are we all doing, guys? Although I think Dave and Neil does sound better, but well, well, that's an ongoing it's discussion. It's not community radio anymore, buddy. <laughs> Neil and Dave. Well, okay. <laughs> We're recording out of Sydney, Studios 301. Sorry we weren't here last week. Uh, the studio almost had like a meltdown. Yeah. Massive blackout. Not our fault. Couldn't do it. It's on Studio 301's not fault, our guys. Fault. Just be better, please. Uh, we want to welcome in the studio today... DJ Chronic. Yo, what's happening? How are you, my friend? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying this, this argument between Neil or Dave or Dave or Neil. Look, what, do you want to like tie break for us? <laughs> like, what sounds better? Like, okay. as someone that listens to good sounds professionally, I, 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 I'm not. I'm not getting in the middle of this. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we just don't need to use it. That's fine. Look, it's fine. We'll leave it. We'll leave it for Cr- now. Chronic Neil and Dave. That sounds the best. I like that it, that your name <laughs> led. Uh, but still don't love that Neil was the. I feel like Neil sounds better. It's like a nice, sharp ending. Look, if we're being honest, Neil. Dave and Neil sounds better. Does. But we did yeah. three years of community radio with Dave and Neil. Yeah. I want Neil and Dave. <laughs> Actually, no, Dave and Neil sounds much better. Anyway, so well, much better. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Um, we obviously we have chronic industry. So we got mm. a lot of going on, but. How is everyone's weeks? Because all three of us said separately at some point, how's your morning? Fucking tired. That's what I am. Everyone said that. Yeah. Yeah. I I can can swear. You can swear. Go crazy. Thank fuck. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, yeah, I'm tired as as hell. What have you been doing, man? I did a... Well, I was in the studio all yesterday working on tunes Mm -hmm. with this uh, dope artist, uh, Xavier Dunn, out here in Sydney. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I did a film clip last night, so till 4am. And so I'm... wrecked. Where were we recording? We were just shooting like through. We kind of did it guerrilla style through, yeah. Like the, some clubs and the street, yeah. In Sydney, yeah. It's for my next single, Restricted, and I'm just working with this chick, Imogen Anthony, who's like a super dope creative that I know, and yeah, we just kind of wanted to do something with this next record because she loves it. So yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, can looking you, forward to it. Any like, can you give us any hints about? Uh... About what we're gonna see in this video, apart from uh, oh, it, it's kind of just like if look, it's kind of following this bad girl through like yep. a night out, you know. And are the you songs... playing the bad girl? Yes. 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 Great. Okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I got uh, I got my stilettos on. <laughs> yeah. Good. Stomping through the steep yeah. streets of Sydney. <laughs> yeah. Well, but yeah, it, it's it's for the next single, and it's um kind of dope. I mean, unless you're tired for work reasons, because Dave was saying he didn't get any sleep last night because there was a fiesta going on there was. on the floor below. So I, I live in like a, a little apartment and underneath yeah. my apartment, um, there's just like, you know, otherwise lovely youths that have moved yeah. in um, <laughs> below me. I think from like South America, somewhere vaguely foreign. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like South America, yeah. maybe Europe, yeah. uh, somewhere. But they love <laughs> themselves some Latina jams. Yeah. Um, Ooh, so I love like that. I'm talking like uh, <laughs> not when you're trying to sleep, but look, getting getting to the later part of the evening, we had some gasolina yeah. going Ooh, hard, Daddy Yankee, uh, and like you know that, that songs with that feel, like and they're like they're just and they're doing that, they're doing that, gasolina, and they're getting excited about it. They're doing this sing along, this big sort of raging sing along. How many people do you reckon were in there? Look, I think there was thirty people down there. Jesus. No, probably closer to ten, but they, yeah. But they—they uh, they have the they, voice of thirty. It felt like thirty people. Uh-huh. So they get, they get really excited, and they, they well, the Latinos—they dance, right? Oh, that's probably so they'd it's be all stomping going on. their feet. And... It's all going on. I wouldn't yeah. want to be below them. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but so really, really like you know, killing and, themselves with gasolina, and then you hear a bit of silence, and all of a sudden, from the back of the back of the room, you'd hear 
Shakira, play Shakira, <laughs> and then and then Shakira would come out and that'd be yeah, yeah, yeah and like a hips don't lie sort of raging. What so, time did it wrap up? I don't know. I think I think I eventually zonked out. You could have just um, been like the sixty year old man who just walked downstairs in your nightgown, knocked on the room like, excuse I, me. I hate being that guy. <laughs> I never want to be the guy. That's Sounds like, like a film clip for something, doesn't sorry, it? Sorry, guys. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. you were filming a film clip. Like, it yeah, was probably that was chronic. probably us. <laughs> yeah, was that you guys? You guys yeah. in the apartment? Below we didn't me. play my song. We just did it to <laughs> Gasolina <laughs> and Shakira. We, we we wanted a bit of uh... yeah. The next song has Shakira <laughs> that, that's and Daddy a, Yankee on it. That's an industry secret. Whenever someone's filming a film clip, they're not saying they're their always song. It's just Shakira. Always Gasolina. Yeah. Always. No matter what. Yeah, every every time. Sounds dope though, right? Um, so, Chronic, obviously we've covered you a fair bit on the music.com, don't mm-hmm. you? Check all the articles out. Legends. Um, can we, Legends. like, without going on, like, a, a nine-hour journey here, so can we wrap this up? It, you're a Gold Coast DJ. Yeah, well, I'm from Adelaide originally. So you are from Adelaide. Yeah. You went to Gold Coast. Adelaide. You've, you've never been in the Gold Coast? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you have been. I thought you said LA. But, <laughs> no, I'm from Adelaide, and yeah. then I moved to Melbourne for a little bit. Yeah. And then... I, then I moved to the Gold Coast. I lived there for about five, six years. Yeah. And that's really where I did the switch from just being a hip-hop DJ to doing open format, yeah. which then led me into like mm. dance music yeah, because, and then everything well, else. Brisbane's got such an amazing hip-hop community up there, don't yeah. they? Well, yeah. Brisbane is, is lit like that. Yeah. And, um, well, but Melbourne was at that time, oh, fuck, it would have been about 2003, mm. maybe 2005, that... Like the Melbourne hip hop scene was fire, so I went over yeah. there for that. And then I was going up for gigs in the Gold Coast, and they had this kind of like Vegas scene, you know, mm. open mm. format, just like straight up, no one gives a shit party music, you know. Yeah. And I loved that. And yeah. you know, I was going up there doing gigs during the week on a Tuesday, and me and my friend would always go up there. We'd always like push the flights back, stay there, and like this place is dope. Mm. Everyone's party, and it was crazy. And we just said, "Fuck it, like let's move here." So, so I where did that. where do we bounce from doing a lot of these parties in Brisbane and Melbourne to now you're working with Little John and then Bieber? And then I mean, like, where where does that all start happening? It, that started happening after, like, from the Gold Coast and that open format. And then getting into dance music, mm. uh, that's what got me into production because I felt like there was a home for me there in like the EDM scene, mm-hmm. I guess, as opposed to like being a hip hop DJ. I, yeah, you know, didn't really know how to. I didn't just felt like my place was the DJ in hip hop world. And then you know, with all the dance music, the rising of that, and seeing all these DJs become like the artist, that's what got me into the production. Mm. And then so I guess like dance music helped me get into the production side of things, mm. and then. Through like my connections in America, DJ City stuff like that, you know, Lil John had found a bunch of my records like on on some websites, yeah, right. and I found he was playing them, and I was like, "Well, this is dope." So mm. when I got to meet him at a few shows, we kind of he's he's really cool, you know, like he's mm. welcoming and he's like always on the lookout for new shit. Yeah, and then from there, uh, just before Bend Over, um, I sent him my song Three Percent. And I was like, "Is this something you might want to get on?" And he's like, "Yeah, this is dope." But is this all like through emails, or is this like just yeah. FaceTime? Yeah, you just email. So, <laughs> so just my... like email little John. Yeah, which is nuts. To how me. do you yeah. how do you just like start that email? Like, what's up, little John? Hey, yeah. John, man, what's Sup, going on? John. What's up, John? Yeah. Sup, John? No, well, so I'd met him a, a couple of times before, and uh, at gigs through my manager in America who mm, mm. is like a part of DJ City. I don't know if you heard of DJ yeah, City. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So and they like service records to everybody, you mm, know? Mm. All like everyone. So when I found out that, I was like, this is sick. He he cut like that was surreal to me 
on its own. You know, Little John's playing some of my records. Mm. And, uh, yeah, my manager kind of introduced us over email after us meeting at the club a couple of times. And, yeah, he's like, you know, John is always looking for new music. So when we've got the right one, we can send it. We thought 3% was, and he's like, yeah, this is dope, but can you write something, you know, twerks, you know, like drop the tempo, go to like 100 and then that's where Bend Over came from. Yeah, and cool. from there, we just kind of built this working relationship Yeah, super quick. Like, I would send him more ideas. Then he came out here for some gigs in Perth, and we got in the studio. And since then, fuck. What year was the this studio? Year about 20 when, times with him. What year do you think that was? 2005. Right. So yeah. does he... Good Life? Yeah, I don't know if you heard of Good Life. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was out here for that. I think so it was the 2000... No, no, sorry, 2015. Is that what opened the doors for you to then to start... I mean, you're based in LA now. Is that what got you to start working with Bieber and writing stuff with Pitbull? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It was the, the connection with Little John and that, and that record. But then also it was uh, at the exact same time, pretty much, I signed um, a publishing deal with Cobalt and with DJ White Shadow who is kind of like one of my mentors out there. He's like a super big pop producer out in LA. Mm. He did a bunch of Lady Gaga stuff and he did the new Lady Gaga single, The Cure. Okay. And so, yeah, he kind of, he's took me and a whole bunch of people under his wing, you know, like he just, he's got this big house in LA and he just puts everyone up and, you know, just creates this creative space for all the people he fucks with Mm. to like get together and work and, and, yeah, I never knew I was a songwriter until he kind of threw me in the deep end. It was sink or swim. And, Write some songs. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, I have to f- figure this out. Because yeah. I'd only ever written songs for me, pretty much, you know? And and then getting in there and, and writing, like going in a session with someone who I'm writing for them and they don't know or aren't into what I, what I do or what I know kind of like tested me, you know, made me... Like sharpen my tools and like. How do you prep for that writing for someone else? Like, do you just go back and like listen to all their back catalogue? Yeah. You kind of try to go in f- like fresh. Well, yeah, I I I learned, I guess the hard way, which is I guess the only way. And that you know there was many sessions that I thought, fuck, I'm gonna just come in with what I think they should have, and yeah. then they're like, oh yeah, that's cool. What else you got? And you're like, oh fuck. Mm. So you kind of got to learn to be to work on your toes, but then. Yeah, research is definitely a big thing. Like mm. through the all them connections, I was able to. Um, Pitt had heard a bunch of the stuff that I'd written with John, and so when he was putting a writing camp together, they invited me out there. So I went out to this writing camp for Pitbull, and he was like, "Nobody's allowed to work." So no one worked. We just everyone just got to know each other. It was a big group of producers at a house. And so we just all hung out, chilled, and, you know, through me knowing John, me and Pitt kind of got along because mm. John is who put Pitt on. So, yeah, like, we, I kind of got to know him. We just listened to music, chilled, partied, all that shit. And from there, I was like, I went back with so much inspiration on kind of what to write, you know. So then it was like, get in the studio, research all the old Pitbull stuff, all the old, like, stuff that I think would suit him, mm. and then work like that. Because I'm a DJ, I've been a DJ for like 10 years before I even started production. Mm. My style of production is almost like mashup, you know. Yeah. I'll like take an acapella from here, a beat from there, or I'm writing something. Then I've got to make a folder of stuff that's similar to it to kind of catch a vibe, you know. Mm. Like it's always referencing, always referencing. Who do you want to work with? Kanye. Yeah. Yeah. Because we, we're the first and thing. Kanye <laughs> and Quentin Tarantino. Oh, mate, we're basically the same person. Yeah. You're a white version of me. Right. This is great. <laughs> Except I have no musical talent. <laughs> Neither do I. 
<laughs> Mate, you do. I have ideas. Look at all your talents. I have ideas. Because we, the first conversation we had when you when you walked in, because we were talking about you know that we're here at Studio Three Hundred One and how Kanye apparently recorded some Runaway. Yes. Um. I, I was when I was recording in Three Hundred One, they told me that I was like. Fuck, this is mm. sick. In the apparently in the room I was in. Really? Well, they told me that maybe. Uh, that <laughs> yeah, but, we've we've been told a lot of people have yeah, been in but this I room. Saw the, um, I saw the photo on the wall, so yeah. yeah, yeah, and like so, so he's your guy. He's your he's your dude. Kanye's yeah, your he dude. he's my inspiration. Him and Quentin Tarantino, and I guess like that album, Dark Twisted Fantasy, was so inspiring to me because mm. the production was so dope. It felt like to me, it felt like a Wu Tang album. The production, mm. but then what what mm. really changed. What really connected with me was the fact that he wasn't he wasn't talking broad. He was talking about his situation that he was in. He mm-hmm. was talking about his breakup with Amber Rose, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it was so, like, honest. Yeah. And, and I was like, wow, this is the best form of storytelling. So it's kind of the cool thing about Kanye in yeah. that, like, whilst, you know, when you – every bit of criticism he gets comes from the fact that he's this sort of self-centered dude. Mm. But when it comes to actually making these albums, you do get these kind of really honest, intimate, deep, yeah. sort of, um, mm. you know, uh, expressions from him. Yeah, you know? like Hold My Liquor from Jesus is crazy to me because, mm. you know, I deal with drinking problem and then, like, I listen to that and that he's not talking about after the fact or, or telling a story of someone else. He's like, you're literally in the in moment it. with him. Yeah. yeah, And that's what's inspiring to me and then you know so that's kind of the way i like to write too you know Mm. just storytelling you know i try to start with an idea before like than anything else but as some stupid guy who's looking in from the outside as someone you're you're hanging out with people in little john i would feel like at least just estimating here or having a mild guess getting john to call kanye wouldn't be that hard little john's got kanye's number right (laughs) well um, i mean he he might have his number but um (laughs) i don't know to you yeah (laughs) I think Kanye's super, super not crazy or weird. Like maybe he is them things too. But you know, I I think everyone wants to work with Kanye. Mm, you yeah, know? and like I I think he'd have to pick. There's actually this like hilarious fucked up story that apparently I think it was at one of the movie premieres that Seth Rogen was doing, and him and his wife were there, and it might have been even Anchorman too, because um, Kanye had that cameo in it, and he said that Kanye just called over to Seth and he's like, "Hey, want to hear my new album?" And he's the like, limousine story? Okay, yeah, and they yeah. pulled him in the limousine and he played the whole fucking album for Seth Rogen and his wife. Wow. So I, what, what, I heard this. What, Star Twisted the... Fantasy or uh, Jesus? No, I... Jesus, I think. Man, I think this was, was after broke. Jesus. So Pablo. Oh, really? I reckon this was Pablo yeah, before no, Pablo what, came Sorry, out. yeah, it was Pablo, and yeah. Of what I heard was that he, so he pulls Rogen into the back of his limousine and they drive wow. around town and he plays the backing track and he wraps it live yes, there yes, in the yeah. back of the limousine. Yeah, he's known to him. do that, right? Wow. Yeah, yeah, So he just he just like does a like one-on-one concert for Yeah. But that's <laughs> how I reckon it. like when when people do that, I I find myself doing that sometimes, like especially when I'm playing a record that's not done. Mm. Like I'll play it and then like in the instrumental part, I end up like talking about the record mm. to the person and it's almost like this live experience that Yeah. That especially when it's in demo form, if you need to get the idea across, mm. like, yeah. That's well, and what better way to pitch an album than yeah. to be like, look, here's the album, yeah, like, like yeah. here's the the, here's the, the raw experience album. version yeah. of it, yeah. And but, if you can like get that feeling across or whatever you're trying to translate, then yeah. that's super dope. What's the vibe like in the studio? Because Dave and I have this policy: whenever we're writing jokes or just writing anything, we have an honesty policy. So if I pitch a joke to Dave and it's god awful, he'll say, "Neil, that's terrible. Move on." Mm. If you're writing something and say, hey, Pip, what do you think? And he's like, Chronic, this is the biggest piece of shit I've ever seen in my life. Get out. Like, yeah. do you have that? Or do you have to be like, 
hey, buddy. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I sub, I've sent 30-odd records to yeah. Pitt, and yeah. he's like, this one's cool, this one isn't, this one isn't. You yeah. Know? And when I work with John, it's the same thing. We we kind of got this setup where, uh, like, when we're writing beats, we have, I got my setup, and he's got his next, uh, mm. and we just have two aux chords going, you know, and it's like, who might play something, I might play something, and you just, yeah, you got to be honest because as artists, you kind of know that you, not everything you're going to do is going to be good. You've mm. got to go through the shit and sometimes you need someone else to tell you, yeah, that's not that's not right, yeah. let's move on, you know. You, you approach good, yeah. it properly but and the more comfortable you get with someone, the more you're like, yeah. oh, that was whack. And that's, probably, you know, that's why people, I guess, take you away for that, that period of time for yeah. that sort of intro trip is so that you guys can have those honest conversations. Yeah, yeah because then I can go away and write something that I feel would suit him as opposed mm. to based off of the records that we know him for. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's with any artist. Like well, I know when like, it's weird. Like when I get the brief from my, from like the publishers about uh, what art, certain artists are looking for, Jason Derulo <laughs> was like, we just want hits with no horns, you know, because everyone was yeah, just giving yeah. them songs with horns <laughs> because that's what they're used to, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. it's trying to think further than, than what their catalogue Was that is. directly after mm. that trumpet song came out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and say, he had yeah, a whole, and then yeah. Talk Dirty, yeah. or like hey, a bunch of horn songs. I want hits, <laughs> no horns. <laughs> no horns, <laughs> I love that. What a succinct brief, though. And Because you, <laughs> yeah. you can look at that one line and go, like, I know exactly what they mean by that. Yeah, well... Because all the research I've done. <laughs> I mean, the, the publishers always have, like, a brief of what artists are looking for, but yeah. I don't know. I've never had any luck getting a placement or even getting a song through with that thing because I, yeah. I guess everyone's sending. They do go mm. through, obviously. Yeah. But uh, it's more like relationships with it's- artists or... The team around and that seems artists. to be the best because I, I do music videos when I'm not doing the podcast and like you'd always don't, you always don't sell, yourself, don't sell yourself short, Dave. Mate, he uh, directed the, the uh, Eurovision. Shut, yes, shut you up. That's exciting. Ooh, is that exciting? If, he, if he fucking wins the competition, that would be pretty exciting. Yeah, oh, that'd be, be exciting. dope. Yeah, you <laughs> will win the competition. He will. He'll win. That's why it's gonna win. Yeah, uh, Australia. <laughs> hashtag is gonna win Eurovision. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag yeah. Eye, Hashtag Eurovision. Um, but like, so generally the deal is you always get like a brief from from like the label or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's like hey this is what they want and then the best music videos are always the videos where it's as far away from (laughs) (laughs) you know initial brief as possible because you've actually had a conversation with someone like there 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 is no way whoever did the brief for humble like that was it. There was that was so that song was fire. Hey, uh, and that, that and the, the video, music like, video. Yeah. You see the video? Yeah. Uh, like, if you haven't seen the video for Kendrick Lamar's "Humble," please go. go like, just there, there, there is no fucking way. Like that brief was spot on. Like that was. You're right. There's well, no way. I don't. I, I need to know how they made that. Yeah. They and say what the that like was. the best best stories in terms of like screenwriting or whatever mm. are in the rewrites. You know what I mean? Mm. The gold is always in the rewrites. Mm. So I guess that initial brief will always be pretty broad. Yeah. And I feel like when you're working with artists, if you've got the idea, you need to know how to like give a brief or explain your vision so specifically, but also leave no boundaries Mm. so they've got freedom to work. Mm. Like if I go, here's the song, then with a songwriter that I want their input, you're like, they might be like, well, what do I do? It's there. So yeah. you've got to figure out a way to like tell the story of the record or whatever, give them a little bit, but then leave room for them to be creative too. Yeah, sure. So, and like, yeah. with, have you ever worked with, I mean, are you working on people on full albums? Like, is that sort of how ideas I are going to pitch to you? Or Well, I haven't done that yet. Um, yeah. I was lucky enough with the people stuff that they were working on their album and 
he kind of we we got along and he liked all like the stuff so mm. i was able to you know send more and more and more and i'm really good friends with his dj chino um so yeah like we were able to send more and more uh same with the austin mahone stuff um but yeah right now it's more just whatever i can whatever i can work on you know mm. yeah of course yeah, cool, cool, there cool. are segues here, I promise, when I go into this. Just bear with me. Um, first of all, we all have this weird <laughs> obsession with Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Now, Dave, I don't know if you're comfortable here. To flash Check it, this. he has a... Oh, shit! Oh, you no. first. You no, first. We, we, this is like the... This is right, just, I, 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 I need to so live, live narrate this. So okay. Chronic is flashing in us right now. Yeah. Am I going first? Stomach, you can go first. <laughs> what do you got? Bad motherfucker. Bad motherfucker. Yeah, all right. Underneath so that's left, a tattoo. Underneath left nipple. Dave is raising shirt now. Right. Oh, lowering shirt. Lowering shirt. Bam. So it's, uh, you know, if you can see it from dogs. here, Reservoir Dogs. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm getting the vibe then. As, These as, are tattoos that were just flashed. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't those. have a tattoo of Tarantino, but I interviewed him. So fuck you both. Fuck well, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, fuck you, man. Wow. <laughs> but the, Tell us about that, what? Neil. Was that yeah. cool? <laughs> Look, he was a great guy. We got on really well. Yeah. Uh, what was this? What was he promoting when you did that? The hateful eight. He was the hateful eight. Yeah. Um, and he was unbelievable. Talk to him. But what I want to because ask I is- feel like every I've watched so many interviews with him. And all you got to do is just ask him about his yeah, art usually, and he'll just go forever. Yeah. I mean, just talk to anybody. Usually just when I'm prepping interviews, like yeah. I tend to write more questions that I know I'm going to ask just in case they're, they're shit or they're boring or they're very yeah. just subtle with answers. Yeah, the mm. interviews and it's like, I think I yes. asked about three or four in a 15 minute interview. Yeah. Like he just mm. goes. He just keeps going. Yeah. yeah. But it's the same. It feels like that's the vibe with a lot of directors. Like you were saying Danny Boyle, mm. same deal. Danny yeah. Boyle, like director of Transporting 2 and, and Transporting 2 and yeah. all that. It's like same deal, right? He just he just wanted to talk. They're so enthusiastic. Well, because they've got to have, they've got to be full of ideas, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you're, well, because he directs and writes and, yeah. you know, so like he's the ideas man. Yeah. That's yeah. why he's inspiring to me because I feel like, you know, I don't have a good voice. I don't know how to play an instrument, I, all that shit. And it's like... I want to be that dude that puts the best actors in a room, like, mm. aka the best artists yeah, yeah, yeah. in with the best musicians, and you know what I mean. Like, mm. the, treat it like a movie, like yeah. That. To be a director but and tell have, my and ha- story, you know, to have a, yeah. to have a group I've of been actors. Some shit. Well, no, I feel like we don't, I don't want to bust your group. No, no, no. Like, <laughs> no, 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 but, but <laughs> yeah, that, actually, that's a, interesting to me because so, so that sort of idea of being like you know not not a facilitator, but as it, you're you're approaching your music like a director, mm. where it's like let's. Let's find these artists. Let's find these actors that I want to work with that I think are going to fulfill these roles. Yeah. Is part of this bigger production. Yeah, chucking them in the room together and then sort of leading that that story, telling that story yeah, through 100%. your music. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 the way I try to write. You know, and so mm-hmm. if I'm writing for someone else, it's like when I can, I'm like, what? Tell me what you want to write about. Tell me what mm-hmm. the story is you want to say. Otherwise, I'm going to give you my interpretation of what I think you want. So when I get in a session, if it's for me, it's like we're going to talk about the shit I've been through, like, mm. you know, and the concept album that I'm working on now. I was just going to ask. It sounds like we're, we're, we're <laughs> yeah. heading towards a concept album. Yeah, well, this. it's called Poison. Well, that's the working title. Or my friend just said I should call it Seven Steps to Self-Destruction, which I think is lit. I like that. But, yeah. um, it's called Poison at the moment, and it's just about all the poisons in my life and how, like, in too high a dose, they will fuck me up. But in the small doses, it's like that's what will... Like it's euphoric and it's what's dope. And that's whether it's drugs, alcohol, women, you know, anxiety, Mm. all all that, that, all your poisons, you know, that you Mm. deal with. And so that's kind of the, the, the concept of that album. And who are your collaborators? Who are you working with on this one? I'm working with a lot of dope people. Rendezvous is one of the songs on there. That's with Leon Thomas. He's amazing songwriter, 
he won a Grammy for Tony Braxton. He, w- stuff. he was here yeah. last year for Blues Fest, I think, Leon. Was he? Or one, or maybe Splendor. Oh, he didn't tell me that, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so him, the next single has uh, Evan Ross on it, which is Diana Ross's son, which yeah? oh, tripped wow. me out. <laughs> yeah, he was super dope. And then there's a lot of, um, right now, it's a lot of super dope artists from LA, like songwriters Israel Bell, Nicky Jean, Patty Crash, Anthony Pavel. Yeah, the list kind of goes on. Yeah, cool, cool, yeah. cool. And and these are people that you've kind of just been meeting and picking up over your journey. Yeah, there's this dude named Kez as well. He's on a song called "Bad Motherfucker," yeah. which is like it's a it's an argument song. It's like from the dude's point of view, in the argument between like the girl who like you're in a toxic relationship, and mm. yeah, this guy's super dope. And yeah, a lot of these 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 writers and artists I've been working with are from these pop sessions. And then I'm, then we're like at the end of the session. Oh, show me what you're working on. And mm. then, Ooh, that was that's fire. Let's get in and do some some stuff that we want to do. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Well, what's something to look forward to? Um, would we know when we're going to get a little taste of this? Or yeah, I mean, I can play you guys some stuff after. But um, yeah, we just need to <laughs> the bring. Next... We just need to bring <laughs> some instruments in, please. <laughs> yeah. But, um... <laughs> oh, and a quick instruments in, please. Mate? I got. I'll, Kanye... just, I'll, I'll just bring the limo around. So I, I got yeah, Kanye. Yeah. I got Kanye going to wrap my whole album <laughs> to you. <laughs> Yeah, right. No, so, uh, yeah, the song out now is Rendezvous and the next one is either going to be Restricted or this other one called Have a Drink of Me. We haven't decided yet which one it'll be. But, um, yeah, then there'll be an album. Right now there's, I don't know, maybe 12 songs that I might use. Yeah. And, yeah, so... I mean, you're, you're like, working these segues for me right now because we actually spoke before the show, what do you want to talk about? And I saw Hans Zimmer, the film composer, who was in Sydney earlier this week. Unbelievable. Which, Thanks for hooking side me note, the guy I was working with yesterday, Zave Dunn, who I work with on so much of my music. Yeah. Like, the mm. dude is so dope. Yeah. His brother is, like, the best French horn player in Australia or whatever. Yeah, yeah And he's in, the, he's in he's the band. He's in the set, Hans Zimmer's oh, band. That's amazing. And he's no. showing me, I'm like, what? This is nuts. No, well, the, re- the reason I brought it up is because obviously you mentioned like, you know, you need to tell a story, you need to have a story. And when I remember when I spoke to Hans a couple of weeks ago, um, he told me the story when... Quinton, Hans, yeah. this guy. This guy. He's I a name dropper. <laughs> he's a name dropper. <laughs> no. Every wow. single Look, episode, can... he's like, oh, when I was having it. Guys, yeah. can we hurry this up? I'm going to interview Scorsese. In <laughs> so, he never, Jesus ooh, Christ. He never mentions that it was for an interview, part of a press junket. He's always like, no. when I was hanging out with, insert yeah. this having, person. Having, having drinks. Having drinks. With old um, Getting lit Hans. with Hans. Did you guys hang out backstage after the other performance? No. Look, I tried. They said, who are you? I said, oh, friends. He's they like, said, "Get out, get out." Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but what he, so he was telling the story like when he, um, Chris Nolan wrote Interstellar, mm. and because um, Hans has this crazy tagline attached to him that always says, "I have no idea what your film is or what I'm going to write for you without knowing the story." Mm. So he met up with Chris Nolan, who said, I, I, "I was writing Interstellar at the time," and he said, "If I give you a page of, of what this story could be, can you write me some music?" So he went and took it, and I think it was, like it had to do with space and. Uh, no, I'm sorry, sorry, I had like a father and son. It was like a really mm-hmm. fragile story. So Hans said he wrote this little like cute piece and Nolan came over and they talked about it and then he kind of listened to it and he's like, cool, okay. And then he got up to leave and Hans is like, where are you going? He's like, well, I got to write the movie now. And he's like, but like this is a little tiny thing. Like how do you know? He's like, well, now I know what the heart of the movie is. Mm. So Hans like made this whole theme for Interstellar by a piece of music and that's what he said. Like 
the music is just as big a part of the story, and without yeah, they, they're nothing without each other. So for yeah. Chris Nolan, that kind of defined what the movie was. Yeah, for yeah. Because yeah, I mean, yeah. have you guys seen Interstellar? Uh-huh. Yeah, so, that's great. yeah. So you know the whole relationship between father and son. Yeah. Like there was some elements of story. Yeah. In that <laughs> film. Yep. Well, that that wasn't pitched well, to Hans. Daughter and. Father and daughter. Father and daughter. Thank daughter. you, Owen. Yeah. <laughs> I said that in the background. Oh, I was about to say <laughs> yeah, well, daughter and yeah, son. Yeah, so Hans, Hans just pitched a movie about space. Nothing else. <laughs> because wasn't the son like the... Sorry, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to rag on you. Nothing. Oh, wasn't the son Hans like didn't write this movie. completely burnt by... Like in that yeah, film? The like, yeah, was, the son was like... It was, the, like, a, it was between... Matthew McConaughey and his daughter. Yeah, right. and the son was always just like, "What about me, Dad?" <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, no, no spoilers. Check out Interstellar if you want, or don't check it out. It's super care. dope. But, yeah, but yeah, you're right though. Like, I mean, there's so much music that I discover. Yeah, um, that I may have heard before and slept on, and then I see it in a movie or just mm-hmm. with with a visual element to it, and it's like, whoops. Yeah, and 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 then I'm like, wow, what the fuck is this? And then, oh, I know this song, but I like I, I skipped over it because mm. it didn't like visuals can definitely like spark something and and really create the vibe that you need to get into a song. Well, so. let's fast forward that for you because not only is your song in the latest Fast and Furious movie, wow, it was yeah. featured during the fucking Super Bowl, yeah, which to a hundred million plus viewers. Crazy. How did it feel? Yeah, how was like, that? Was, yes. <laughs> talk us through it, man. So. They kind of told us that it was it was possible that it like they you know they they sign off of it for it and then they're like okay maybe in the trailer all right cool and then you know they didn't tell us anything about Super Bowl and then my manager's like look this might go Super Bowl Jeez. he's like I reckon it'll be Super Bowl because it's that's the timing they're about to drop the second trailer or mm, whatever it was sure and that's the timing and they always do that shit with Super Bowl mm. and then so the day before they're like yeah it looks like we may be u- using your song in the trailer for the Super Bowl. Like, this is the day before. So we're like, so still not guaranteed, you know? Like, yeah, I've yeah, been yeah. in them situation. Well, not that exact situation, but you know what I mean? Like, it's now never, who's name dropping? It, until. <laughs> until <laughs> Jerks. It's not true until you see it, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And so I was at my friend's house and we were just we were like, okay, we'll watch the Super Bowl because if it is, this is going to be dope. Yeah. And mm. just getting high and fucking watching the Super Bowl, waiting, waiting. And then when I saw it, it's like, wow, this, this is surreal, man. Because like, mm. that's what I, I would always do that. When I write music, I like to put it to a movie trailer or a visual, like I, I match it to see what they sound like. Mm. And to see that it actually happened, I'm like, what the fuck? That's and I almost feel like, it matched so perfectly to that trailer. Like, I almost felt mm. like I wrote that for Fast, eight, they Fast 8 two years early. They would have built that trailer around your song. That's like, what that's, it looked that's how like, hey, and it's crazy. Yeah. And then, and not only that, is we they must have got the stems from the label because they did edits of it that I'm like, that's not the original. So they really fucked with it. They really, mm. like, made it fit with the movie, uh, with the trailer. And, yeah, it was nuts. Like, that, that was super inspiring to see. Have you seen, seen the, the film yet? No, I haven't. Are you going to go check it out? I don't think it's in the film, but I will, yeah. Okay. Who gives yeah. a shit then? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to see that. <laughs> Who needs it? Who needs it? Fate of the Furious, Fate of the Sock, yeah. come on, right? Bunch of bald actors. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but so, I mean, moving forward, the LP is going to be coming out. Do you have dates? Do you have time? No, i got to finish it first. Okay. See, do what, you, Do you I, think it'll be done this year or released Yeah, this year? yeah, we're going to hopefully release it this yeah. year. I mean... The th- the way I'm writing it is as a whole project, you know that mm. like that's what the mindset I got to be in, like this whole concept story. Mm. So I was chatting with the label yesterday. We may decide to maybe do it in parts. Maybe we put out a single by single. Maybe in 
like a couple of small EPs. I don't really care that much. I just want it all to come out when I pick the finals and whatever the best way is to put it out. But to me, I have to kind of write it as a whole. Mm. And then maybe once that's done, I'll figure out a way to put piece it all together, glue it together, you yeah. know, because I love... I love albums and I love, you know, like the interludes and mm. I love it when a, an album could kind of like flow through, you know. Mm. Like I always loved the Funk Master Flex 60 Minutes of Funk, right, because mm. they were a mixtape but an album at the same time. They were all new verses from artists. Yeah, they were rapping over other beats and then he'd DJ them in. Like he'd make the song with them and then he'd DJ it in, you know. So yeah, just that, that sort of concept of making an album flow and tell a story is, is super exciting to me. Yeah, brilliant. Have you been watching Thirteen Reasons Why? Have either you watched Thirteen Reasons Why? No, no, man, it is draining. What is uh, on the, Netflix? The new Netflix, Netflix one right? about the girl who—it's a, it's a long story. She commits suicide, but she makes these tapes, to, and she gives them to the people who she claims made her do it. Wait, is that the one about the afterlife, or is that something else? I mean, there's a, no, I think it's a different. Oh, show. There's a lot of shows bad. about the afterlife. <laughs> I seen the there's one. a lot of shows about. This afterlife. is a one man re- review right now. Yeah, so now it's a power. Oh. Well, I don't want to review it because you guys haven't seen. It. I, I hate giving spoilers. <laughs> is it good or is it bad? I think it's great. Yeah, my and Netflix can... account got disabled. Oh really? Why? Well, my credit, hey, my bill credit, chronic. Yeah, my, well, my credit card got stolen in America, so not ideal. Oh really? And then like that's a whole other thing. Yeah. yeah, and then you know when it's just a hundred emails from all the things that I forgot to put the new credit card in. <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I got to re up on the Netflix. Mm. You're, you're because obviously now you are. So then when I'm like to a chick, yeah, let's come for some Netflix and Netflix. chill. Yeah, chill. Oh, it's not working. <laughs> it's all chill. It's all and chill. If you're, if you're bringing girls over, I would just say, uh, hey, want to watch the Fast and Furious? And like, sure, yeah. not. Didn't uh, finish the trailer. Just the trailer. The trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Or pretend you're watching the movie. Just put the trailer and go. Oh, what song's that? And then oh. pretend there's a blackout and go. Oh shit, we have to go out now. Oh, the song's finished. Oh, just tell your friends I'm in the trailer. Whatever. Or oh, you just wrap them your music in the back of a limousine. Yeah. Just drive around town. Just drag them in with Seth Rogen. <laughs> yeah. Again, I feel like John would have Seth Rogen's number. Pitbull would have his number. He's Mr. Worldwide. He is Mr. Worldwide. Prove it, Pitbull. <laughs> Call yes. Kanye. Call Kanye. But again, you, you're now based in LA. You've kind of, I, mean, I don't want to say you've missed it, but you, I mean, how often do you come back home? I mean, we have, a, especially dance acts, we have a lot of um, acts blowing up, especially overseas now, like, you know, Rufus yeah. and Flume. So and, many dope artists. Uh, mm-hmm. but in, especially in, in, in the, the lovely city of Sydney, we're getting destroyed. Thanks to the lockout laws, as oh, far, yeah, as, far it's, as clubs it's a nightmare, and nightmare, bar- isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Are you yeah. are you seeing much of it? Well, yeah, I definitely noticed it. I, I guess, I didn't really get hit by it as much as a lot of other people mm. did because I was already out of the city, yep, like yeah. out of Sydney by then. But you could definitely see. I keep knocking this mic. You could definitely see like a lot of my friends and people that work in this in, DJs, especially like fuck, like I've, I'm losing a, like mm. a lot of gigs, like it took the city down almost because you, which is a stupid as fuck because you've been in the game for a while though like have you had past interactions or run-ins with with, with these people like flim flim's only 24 25 mm. like mm. Have, have you met this guy before like, i haven't was, met flu he on the radar i haven't met flume yeah. i kind of would i i have to admit i kind of slept on flume at the start yeah yeah, yeah. but then you know Empire of the Sun as well. I loved Rufus. The minute I heard Rufus, I was like, Mm. wow, these dudes are crazy good. Mm. Like, I I always find them in my reference folders. Yeah, right. Their songs are always in my reference folders because they've they've almost got this, like, dark... It's, like, dark and indie, but it's very pop. You know mm. what I mean? Like it's very mm. accessible. Yeah. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know if they'd like to be references <laughs> pop. But to me, like when I'm writing like a pop record, if I'm trying to keep it cool, 
like our listeners and roofers to be like, okay, yeah, they're, right. they're doing this, this like all their stuff is dope, really, really creative and really artistic, but then it's it, it, it's like accessible, you know, mm. anyone can listen to it and be instantly hooked. Yeah, and that's what I think like a like dope. Well, two music other is. two other names that come to mind as well when we talk about Aussie acts who are going big <coughs> overseas. One is Vassy. She recently had. Mm-hmm. She's now based in LA. She recently had like a number one dance hit in the Billboard charts. The Nervo Melbourne duo, the yep. female duo. They've been killing it. Hey. They've been killing it. I mean, they're actually co-headlining a new EDM festival at Disneyland in Paris. Wow. wow. It's like Stevie Aoki and Nervo. I got the call up for that gig, but I was just like, <laughs> God, I'm so nah. busy. Who has the time? I'm yeah. just so like, busy. Wait, here's a question. Where the <laughs> fuck are Disneyland getting the time or the, the, the demographic to say, hey, we're going to stage a 15,000 EDM you're festival? Yeah, Disneyland, Disneyland with Nervo, they want. party like crazy. Yeah, like Disneyland, Hell. mate. It, it, they can do whatever they want. It's Disneyland. Do whatever you want in Disneyland. <laughs> Mickey it's, Mouse is lit. It's a place where dreams come true. <laughs> yeah, Mickey Mouse and friends get lit. Yeah. Wow. Slash very weird. <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> I can imagine. That's the worst part. I'd watch that. I'd watch that. Mickey Mouse and the weekend, you that's, know. That's your <laughs> next music bagger. video. It's uh, Mickey Mouse just getting loose. Wow. That'd that's be a lawsuit. Sick. Yeah, that would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> that would be a big um, lawsuit. I also want to kind of blend two things here, Dave, because would I don't you? know if you know this, Chronic. Dave is right now working on a short film. Um, Bro, we are the same, man. I, that's what, like, to me, that's what I'm doing. Is it about really? a murderous granny? A what? A murderous granny? <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, close. But he well, could, my one. He could give the music one. to you. There it is. I mean, All he, right, had, yeah, he had music okay. in Fast and Furious. Do you collaboration happening? Is this the first thing you've done? or you... No, so I, yeah. I, I do a bit of stuff, but this is yeah. like, yeah, I've written and directed, well, about to direct, well, currently in the process of directing this, but I um, wrote it with a mate of mine and we're, we're shooting this weekend, so not doing a ah. lot of sleeping, but um, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, we're doing this weekend and next weekend and uh, it's going to be sick. It's Dope. about a grandma that kills a bunch of people. Yeah. Um, it's going to be fun. Dope. It's going to be a lot of fun. So um, I guess, like similar to Jason Derulo, hits... But no horns for Dave. It would be. Oh, um, I don't know if I've if I've had a big enough hit like Jason Derulo that I have a thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, no one's going. All oh, that Dave Burrows does Dave's all that all the time. Well, it's it's yeah. who's Dave Burrows? Um, Dave's brief. Literally anything. Give him some horns. <laughs> yeah, give me some horns. I'll take all of Jason Derulo's horns. Oh yeah, all of his leftover horns. <laughs> all leftover horns. Wow. My first hit. Me huge. Well, Chronic, <laughs> thanks so much for stopping by, man. Man, thanks you, for having me. It was you're, fun. You're jetting off to Japan, I yes, believe now. Tonight, yeah. Tonight. Yeah. What are you doing Good. in Japan? I'm I've got a gig in Osaka. Oh, sick. Which should be oh, I love Japan. Well, that'll dope. be fine, I guess. I'm just going home to watch more Netflix. So <laughs> similar similar schedules. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Can I'm, we come? That that'll be fun. Yeah, yeah can we come? Yeah. And if then you want. So you're going from Japan to LA, right? Yeah, I'm only there for one night, which yeah, kind of sucks. Yeah. And then but, back, back yeah, into LA for Back him. into the studio. The minute I land, well, I land on the Sunday and then Monday straight into a session. So, Mate, okay. you know, as soon as you get yeah. to Osaka, get yourself some Okonomiyaki. Yeah. You had Okonomiyaki before? No. They're like these like amazing, like uh, savory pancakes with like Ooh. noodles in it. And like, you know, if you want some pork or if you want some seafood or a combination pork seafood, it's all happening. It's Osaka. It's from Osaka. What's it called? Osaka Manama. <laughs> Oko yeah, I'm not even going to try. Oko? <laughs> Nomo Oko, I'm gonna say, yaki. give me them pork pancakes. Yeah. <laughs> give, me, give, me, give me them pork pancakes. Um, well, yeah. Chronic, before we go, I have to ask, when the hell are you gonna come home to play some kicks? I mean, I just did play at Pasha like a couple of weeks back. I wish you told me that. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Sorry. Do some um, research, mate. All, this, might, all I, this name dropping. No I do, time for research. I do come back as much as I can. Yeah. Because you know my family's here, and then obviously a lot of friends, and just a lot of artists that I like working yeah. with out here. And it's also I like coming back as well to. 
like catch the vibe of the what the music scene is yeah. doing here because mm-hmm. it's so the Australian scene so unique and got its own thing that it almost like no fuck everything else. What is what we would, are? Yeah. What would you say the big difference is right now between Australia and America's dancing? Well, well the music scene in general here is a lot more like indie cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Whereas America, America's so big, like, you know, it's, right now it's all just hip hop, really. Yeah. You know mm. what I mean? It's all, it's all the, the hood shit. Mm. Okay. And, but uh, you just find that America is America, you know, like yeah. they're, they're, they're open to the outside styles and sounds and that, but you've got to go over there. To, like they, they, it's got to be taken to them. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's why like Australia is super dope. Cause it's like, we created our own sound, you know, mm. and everyone like, they the artists here kind of do what they want to do and mm. and yeah as an Aussie living and, and the, the Australian people support that like yeah. crazy mm. almost like fanatically you know what I mean yeah. like I was having this know. conversation with a friend the other day like you look at something like Triple J like isn't it crazy that that is you know this uh, government like a powerhouse of music is like they have to play like a certain percentage of Australian music and people just go crazy for it mm. because yeah. that's what people want to hear. Like yeah. they want to hear just as much of Australians making and they're Australian cool music because, as possible. Like I like how I feel like the whole world is not like investing in genres anymore. They're investing in artists. And I sure. feel like Triple J's kind of been like that. Mm. And the Australian scene as well, you know, like mm. I, I, I don't like this genre of music. I like this artist and this artist and this artist. And yeah. that's why I can't really, I ask people like, what do you think the next genre is the next wave is and a lot yeah. of people are like scratching their heads right now cause... yeah well, so you, like all these new artists are becoming harder and harder to categorize like mm. you look at like Chartish Gambino like you know he's transitioned from like a you know everything. Philly <laughs> from a rapper well, yeah. I mean, like obviously he does literally he's everything rapper, but yeah. like you listen to this new album and it's like feeling close yeah. to you know Frank Ocean but it's yep. also its own thing and it's like, like Kendrick does is like that yeah, too yeah. yeah they're just becoming so difficult to categorize and it's like yeah. you said it's all about artists being artists and doing their thing rather than being like, well, I'm a rapper or yeah. I'm a pop musician mm. or whatever. I'm just a storyteller, you know, like I'm yeah. just an artist that's like, here's my story. Yeah. So, and, and whatever form it takes, you yeah. know, because everyone loves everything and, and we've got the access to like everything, you know? Yeah. No, there's no longer the days where you kind of got to pick. I like mm. hip hop because I can only get this amount of music. So I'm going to choose this yeah. stuff and like record shops in. like, I don't know, I heard somewhere, and it might not even be true, but, like, genres were created by record shops, so they knew where to put things. <laughs> yeah. That might be a I complete bullshit, but I like to believe that. That feels real. Yeah. Well, man, thank you again so much. Uh, good luck in <laughs> Thanks LA. Thanks for having me. Stay in touch, please. Indeed. Uh, I'm coming back in June, I think. Okay, cool. So, yeah, cool. The L, we're waiting for the I'll, LP. Uh, yeah. Working title, Poison, or Chronic David yeah. Neal's 12 Steps to Friendship. Yes. Come, come um, back in. Tw- seven Steps to Self-Destruction. <laughs> seven Steps of Friendship. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Come come back and chat to us when you're, uh, when how, you're uh, dropping the album. An expert's guide to how to ruin your career. <laughs> Well, dude, thanks so much. We are on iTunes now, so if you are listening, please review it. Please like it. Get us up in the top ten. Indeed. Ideally, I want to be top what? Top one? Top I want to be one, number one. one. I want to be in the top next one. one. And if we are number one, we're cancelled. Yeah, yeah. take it all back. We'll never leave, ever. Well, we might. Um, yeah. Let's see how we go. We'll see how we go. Guys, yeah. thank you so much. Chronic, thanks again, man. Good Legend. luck in Japan thank and you, LA. Man. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.